you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. We are previewing Thursday night football and the early Sunday games from week six. So here we are, Florio. We have turned the page. We are into week six. And uh, sad trombone, man, because injuries, not only injuries are everywhere, but key injuries are everywhere. We just, we just can't have nice things. Yeah, I wish we could turn injuries off like we were playing Madden or something like that. Uh, in my Madden season that I did, my starting quarterback got hurt right away. I was like, nope, I'm going to revert back and start this over again. I wish we could do that right now with week five because it was a rough one. Yeah, just hit the reset button and bring some of our fantasy heroes back. Maybe the biggest one, Justin Jefferson, who suffered a hamstring injury. He has been placed on injured reserve, so he is out for at least four weeks. I say at least because Minnesota is going to evaluate uh, when they get closer to four weeks and determine whether or not he's going to be eligible and able to come back and play. Now, we've talked about you know, the options there. We know Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, popular off the waiver wire. TJ Hawkinson should see some more work. But what about the quarterback? Because Kirk Cousins started the season hot, was the QB one for the first few weeks. He slowed down a little bit, which is to be expected. But now without his number one target, how much should we downgrade Kirk Cousins? I think he becomes a little bit more matchup dependent, but like I still have him as a start this week against the Chicago Bears who allow a bunch of pass game production. They allow a lot of points each week and Cousins has been very safe so far this year. Multiple passing touchdowns in every game, 280 yards or more in all but one game. And then it's his defense as well. They give up so many points each week that Cousins is always having to throw. I think he becomes a little bit less sturdy, but I still like him in the right matchup, and I think this week is, is the right one. I mean, I think he sort of floats back to that fringe QB1 position, which is kind of where we were drafting him. That's kind of what he's been for a long time now. The thing that works in his favor is that the Vikings defense stinks, and they're going to give up points, which means he's going to have to throw the football a lot. So it could be more of a volume situation versus an efficiency situation for Kirk Cousins. Uh, as my father used to say all the time, they don't ask how, they ask how many. I just want to know what the end <laughs> result is going to be, even if it's not pretty on the way to getting there. In Miami, Devon Achan was making a serious run at becoming the waiver wire pickup of the year, the fantasy rookie of the year. Now he is on injured reserve as well because of a knee injury. Now Raheem Mostert, or as people are calling him, Raheem must start. You know, he's going to get a whole <laughs> lot of opportunity. But Jeff Wilson is eligible to come back and play. We'll see if he actually does suit up for the Dolphins this week. And let's say he is. Uh, where are you willing to rank him? He would come in as an RB3 for me, which means he's more of a flex option. The upside is clearly there. Like, I talked on Fantasy Live today saying if I miss out on Jeff Wilson Jr., I wanted to go out and try to get Savan Ahmed in some of my deeper leagues just because I want exposure to the Miami Dolphins offense and particularly to their backfield. 
Raheem Mostert hasn't always shown to be the most durable, but for Jeff Wilson, it's if he plays, it's his first game back. Always worry if they're going to be on a snap count or limited touches, anything along those lines. He's kind of just like a boomer bust flex play for me this week. I mean, I think that's sort of what it is. And I, I had the feeling that the way HN was playing with Raheem Mostert there, Wilson was going to have a hard time getting touches had all three guys been healthy, but he does get some opportunity now that HN is out for at least four weeks. We'll see how much longer potentially after that. So he should be picked up. He should be added to rosters. He will get some opportunities. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's not going to average 12.1 yards per carry. Bold statement. I know, but I'm willing to stand by that. Uh, <laughs> but he should be on rosters. And if you're in a deeper league, he does have some flex appeal for a lot of fantasy managers. Uh, more bad running back news. James Conner uh, is also on injured reserve. He is also dealing with a knee injury, much like Devon A. Chan. Uh, Amari DiMarcato is a name that was very popular uh, the last week or so. Uh, he's going to get a lot of love on waiver wires. I guess I should also talk about Keontae Ingram, who missed the last couple of weeks with a neck injury, but could play this week. Do you have any faith in either one of those guys for the Cardinals? It would be DeMarcado, who, spoiler alert, he's going to be part of Flex or Forget About this week. Just, I mean, he has a name made for that segment. But last week, played 77% of the snaps, 10 carries, ran 24 routes, had three targets. And that's the thing. Even if Ingram was to suit up, and if not, maybe Tony Jones could get some work there. I wouldn't be surprised if we see them split the groundwork. But I think... Uh, DeMarcado is the back that they are going to trust in the pass game situations. He is the Cardinal running back that I feel best about. Ingram, if he suits up to me, is more just like a deep league option right now. I mean, I know that Ingram got some work the first couple of weeks, but that was also, I think, before James Conner got fully up to speed. Because once we got to like week three or four, it became the James Conner show here. And obviously, I know, you know, Ingram's been out for a couple of weeks with an injury. I think best case scenario, this is going to be a committee. When it was James Conner, they were just heavily leaning on James Conner. I don't see that for either DeMarcado or Ingram. Uh, I know there's been some debate on socialmediawebsite.com about which guy you want to pick up. Uh, I have sort of been in the DeMarcado camp. I would not argue with you if you made the move for Keontae Ingram. I think both will have some opportunities, although both might end up being sort of disappointing uh, unless the Cardinals can do a whole lot offensively. So we will see. In the meantime... Uh, get well soon, everybody. Uh, Jefferson, HN, Connor, and everybody else out there who's dealing with an injury. Uh, get healthy soon. We want to see you back on the field and uh, selfishly back in our fantasy lineups. Uh, let's get to Thursday night football, shall we? We've got the Broncos and the Chiefs, an old school AFC West uh, AFL matchup even as well. 8.15 p.m. Eastern. You can see that game on Prime Video. The Broncos have a lot wrong with them. I don't know that the passing game is part of it. Russell Wilson is playing very well right now. Now, the wide receivers have been sort of a crapshoot in terms of fantasy. If you were going to pick a Broncos wide receiver for this week, which one do you feel most comfortable with? The, the true answer is none. But <laughs> if I had to pick any, it would be Jerry Judy, who I will just say I have as a sit this week. But... He is coming off of one of his better games this season. The issue is everything you said, Marcus, they spread the ball out so much in Denver. We've seen some Judy weeks. We've seen some Cortland Sutton weeks. Judy every week is giving you somewhere between five and 13 fantasy points. So the floor isn't all that high. The ceiling is like a wide receiver three. I, I know the thinking is maybe they're going to throw the ball and be in catch up mode this week, but the Chiefs have been pretty stingy against wide receivers, and I refuse to let the Marvin Mims dream die.
we don't want to let the Marvin Mims dream die. The problem is Sean Payton won't let it live. That's sort of yeah. the issue. Uh, Sean Payton won't just put him on the field. I, I am going to side with Jerry Judy in this one. And, you know, he got off to a slow start, but I think some of the issue is that he wasn't completely healthy. We saw him have that hamstring injury near the end of the preseason, and it started to creep into, I think, the first week or two of the year. I think he's starting to get healthier right now. And you look at his utilization over the last few weeks, the routes run are really, really high. The target percent last week, he had nearly a 30% target share uh, targets per route run right around 20%. So they're starting to use him more. And I think we've seen sort of who Cortland Sutton is. As I mentioned, they just, you know, they, they won't let Marvin Mims be a thing there in Denver. So Jerry Judy is the guy that I think you want. Um, I don't think he's going to be the person that you thought he was going to be this year. But I do think he's going to be better than he has been the first few weeks of the season. Speaking of a person who hasn't been who we thought they were and has been way better, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, so let's do more or less. 70 and a half rushing yards for Mr. Angry Run himself, Isaiah Pacheco, <laughs> against that, that terrible, terrible, terrible Broncos defense. So it is funny to me that he's only topped that number once. Mm. I don't care. I'm taking <laughs> over for Isaiah Pacheco in this one. Uh, the Broncos have allowed by far the most rushing yards and touchdowns to running backs this season. I have Isaiah Pacheco as a start largely because one, he's been really better than we anticipated, like you said, but also just Denver Broncos. And this is a game where I expect the Chiefs to have a lead, which means probably Pacheco grinding out the clock in the second half. I think he goes way over that 70 and a half rushing yards against this Broncos defense. Um, he doesn't really have breakaway speed. I'd say he could do it maybe on one play, but I don't know that he has the breakaway speed necessarily to get it done. But he'll just continue to grind and grind and grind. A fun fact that we have used on Fantasy Live a couple times this week. Uh, four of five running backs to face the Broncos this season have set a career high in fantasy points. The one guy who didn't was Khalil Herbert, and he only scored the second most fantasy points in a single game in his career. So um, just in case you needed context for how bad the Broncos defense has been, there you go. All right, so that's Thursday Night Football. Let's turn our attention to the Sunday slate of games. Week six is upon us. Two teams on a bye. Just two, one, two. Next week is when bipocalypse happens. Why the NFL can't just spread this out and make it even, I don't know. But I just get paid to talk about fake football. The rest of that stuff's above my pay grade. Uh, Packers and Steelers are off this week. There is another game in London town. It is the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. And it has not been a great start for Derrick Henry, but he is over there in England where they do believe in royalty. How worried should we be about the King this week? Okay, I think we should be more worried about Derrick Henry than we have ever been in the last like five years or so. <laughs> Not worried enough to pull him from your starting lineup or anything like that. Like you look at week five, their usage, Derrick Henry played 59% in the snaps, Tajay Spears 53%. It was 13 carries for Henry, seven for Spears, but Spears had more routes ran and targets, finished with a little bit more yards and scored the touchdown. It is worrisome. There's never been another back since maybe Deion Lewis that has taken volume yeah. away like this from Derrick Henry. It lowers the floor and the ceiling for Derrick Henry. But what we've seen is he still has the capability of putting up 20 points on a given week, which is why I think you, he still gets so much volume each week. You got to start the King. Maybe he'll even throw another touchdown. He almost did for a second <laughs> straight game last week. I would be totally down with that. Um, I mean, I'm sort of with you though, right? There are some worrisome trends about Derrick Henry but in the end, I'm not going to not start him. What do you think I am crazy? Uh, <laughs> the fact is he's still getting the majority of the rushing attempts there, right? That is still his job. 
And he's getting the short down and distance work. He's getting the goal line work. When they get close, which unfortunately is not a lot because the Titans offense has been on the struggle bus this year, uh, it's going to Derrick Henry there. So I still think you can believe in him right now. Uh, I would like, I mean, look, it's not going to happen. I would like for teams to not just put eight people in the box when they know he's going to run. I looked it up 44% of the time. There are eight or more defenders in the box for a Derrick Henry run. Uh, compare that to 18 and a half for Tajay Spears. So maybe you know, if you look at some of those yards per carry average, eh, that's something maybe you want to keep in mind when you talk about that. All right. Uh, commanders at the Falcons. The Falcons, they can throw the football. They actually did it well last week. The Commanders, they throw it a lot, even maybe when they shouldn't. Uh, which pass catchers do you feel good about in this game? Uh, not the ones that we were thinking we would feel good coming. Like, I have Terry McLaurin as a sit this week. I think he's just purely a boom or bust wide receiver three. I don't love the matchup. I, I feel dirty saying this. I like Drake London a little bit in this game. The commanders have allowed the most yards to wide receivers, out wide wide receivers on the deep ball to wide receivers. So if there's ever a week where hopefully they could get Drake London going, it is this one. The tight ends, I think, are in play here as well. Curtis Samuel is like a deep league sleeper. Besides that, I, I I'm I'm good. I say I'll give I like Curtis Samuel as a sleeper this week. You mentioned Drake London. I mean, he's starting to get some more work, getting some more consistent opportunity. Uh, fun fact I learned from the monster research packet that our team puts out every single week in his career. When Kyle Pitts has 80 or more receiving yards in a game, the Atlanta Falcons are six and oh. I'm just Man. putting that out. Can, can we clip that and send that to the Falcons social media team? And maybe it somehow trickles into Arthur Smith's office. When Kyle Pitts has 80 or more receiving yards in a game, the Falcons are 6-0. and oh. Presented without comment. Uh, so I want to believe in him, but I, I do think that they sort of are gassing us up after last week. He got all those targets last week, and they're just gassing us up to be like, oh, Kyle Pitts is a thing now. And then, like, Lucy with the football, they're going to pull it away, and we're going to fall on our butts. Arthur Smith would hear that clip and be like, yeah, but you want to see me do it without using Kyle Pitts? Like, that's just the kind of guy he is. <laughs> right? Like, hey, let's make things harder on ourselves. <sighs> all right. Vikings at the Bears. Uh, a classic matchup in the NFC North. I almost said NFC Central, which would have been showing my age. Uh, the NFC North. Who are you not starting in this game? I'm starting both quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think DJ Moore is a must start. Uh, I'm starting uh, Addison and Osborne. Uh, the tight ends are both must starts, in my opinion. I think Roshan Johnson is in play as long as he can play. If not, I'll go to Deontay Foreman. Even Alexander, like, uh, sit the defense. Are, are you starting Cam Akers? No. Okay. Cam Akers and the defenses. That's who I'm <laughs> sitting in this game. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I'm like looking for wide receivers like Darnell Mooney. Yeah, I'm getting away from the secondary. Kind of a deep, deep sleeper, but he's a tough start. Mostly because when Justin Fields throws the ball, it's going to one of two places. Yep. It's DJ Moore, it's Cole Komet. That's, if someone else in a Bears uniform catches a football, it's probably on accident. Like, I don't think they meant for that to happen. So you can start their pass catchers. Uh, I'm curious to see which running backs get most of the work. I know we've been sort of trying to decide between you know, Roshan Johnson, Deontay Foreman, now that Khalil Herbert is out for a few weeks so we'll see sort of how that goes but these are two defenses that give up a lot of yards and a lot of points to put your point into perspective last week justin fields threw for 282 yards and four touchdowns mm-hmm. more and commit combined for 272 yards and four <laughs> touchdowns sorry who had those other 10 yards in there robert tunyon oh bobby tons uh tons of fun getting in there for, uh, for that but uh so that means you just can't trust a pass catcher that's not dj moore 
or Cole Komet. Fun times. And more week six game previews next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Let's get back to the week six game previews, starting in Cincinnati with the Seahawks and the Bengals. And last week, we weren't sure about what to do with Joe Burrow. Then he went out and dropped three bills and three touchdowns. And it looks like the calf is actually going to be okay. So are we starting Joe Burrow this week? Yes. And last week I said that I need to see Joe Burrow look like Joe Burrow again. And some of you got in my mentions this week and were like, how could you tell me not to start a quarterback that was averaging eight points per game? That's up to you if you wanted to roll the dice there. But I said in the article last week, if he has a good game, you should feel good about it because that means you could get him back into your lineup going forward. And the Seahawks do give up a lot of pass game production. They get more pressure than the Cardinals do. So I am still a little worried if there's a safe floor here. But it wasn't just the stats he put up last week, Marcus. It was the fact that he was able to move around in the pocket and avoid pressure, even scrambled on a play, looked healthier than in any game so far this and season. That's the thing that I took away from it. It was just the little things because I, you know, I was saying I think the Bengals are back, and a lot of people were like, Well, they played the Cardinals. And I was like, I get it. <laughs> it's not so much the results, although the results were great. It was little things, right? It was just watching him slide around the pocket by himself time, move up, move back. You mentioned the scramble. It's those little things because When we saw him against the Rams on Monday night, he couldn't do any of those things. It was hard to watch. And the fact that he can do that by himself time, that's what makes me think he's healthy again, that the calf is less of a problem and that he's going to be more like Joe Burrow moving forward. So, yes, start Joe Burrow against the Seahawks defense. 49ers at the Browns, the Niners coming off a thumping of the Dallas Cowboys, and the offense looked great against that Cowboys defense. They will have an equally big challenge against a very, very good Browns defense also coming off a bye. So uh, two questions. Are the 49ers matchup proof? And can you start any Browns except Amari Cooper, keeping in mind that we don't know what Deshaun Watson's going to do. He may not play this week. Yeah, I think the 49ers are matchup proof right now. Like Brock Purdy, I I was questioning him last week. I thought the Cowboys were going to be a huge test for him. And he went out and had his best fantasy game of the season by far. And he has looked healthier as the season progressed. I think a lot of us kind of overlooked the fact that he had offseason elbow surgery. uh, And the first two weeks maybe were a little slow. Brandon Ayuk is a monster play. You got to play him each week. Debo might not have the safest floor, but the upside is there each week. And that's the same thing with Kittle, who is a tight end. And Christian McCaffrey, obviously, a must-start. Their defense, a must-start as well. For the Browns, I I have Deshaun Watson as a sit. Um, I have David Njoku as a sit. I have Jerome Ford as a sit. I think Elijah Moore is maybe in play in deeper leagues. Uh, Amari Cooper is the only Brown that I would want to play, though, this week. Yeah, I can't think of any Browns that I really want any part of against the 49er defense right now. And you're Um, not playing their defense either. You're not playing their defense just because, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, the way the Niners marched up and down the field on the Cowboys makes it feel like you can't really start a defense against this group right now. I'll say this. Look, 
Brock Purdy is is in play, I think, as a fringe QB one this week. Uh, you know, you're starting Christian McCaffrey, obviously. You're starting Brandon Ayuk. Um, you know, I think Debo Samuel can be played in deeper leagues. I, you know, I don't know how you feel about George Kittle, right? Because in some ways, yeah, it, it hasn't been great aside from the, the game last Sunday. So, like, statistically, you think you could get away from him. But also, you spent a relatively high draft pick on him considering the position. And considering the position is so shallow, it's hard to get away from him. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Kittle goes back to being underwhelming again this week just because there's so many places to go with the ball. Would you play Kittle or Logan Thomas? I play Kittle just because I like the offense. And that's the top streaming tight end, I would say, off the waiver wire. So you're you're probably starting Kittle. So you're probably starting George Kittle then. All right. I'm glad we settled that. Uh, Saints and the Texans. Uh, the question we seem to get every week is something about Nico Collins and or Tank Dell. So what do we do with the Texans wide receivers? Uh, and I guess what do we do with Damian Pierce for that matter? Uh, I think the Texans wide, like Nico Collins has to be in play. I know he's had two down weeks in the last three weeks, but let's not overlook the fact that the other three games, he has been very good. And in two of them, he probably won you your week single handedly. Tank Dell uh, has two really big weeks as well. And one thing me and you have spent time recently talking about on this podcast is that with wide receivers, there's always going to be variance because so much goes into play with is the quarterback going to hit them? Is there going to be protection for the quarterback to be able to get them the ball? All of that stuff. But the upside is too high, I think, to really get away from Nico Collins and even Tank Dell, I think, is in play. Damian Pierce, it depends on your option. Like in one league, I'm sitting him because I have Alvin Kamara. And uh, and Kyron Williams, I have to decide if I want to flex him or Amari Cooper. That's actually the fantasy live league. But if you have <laughs> options, the Saints are stingy against running backs, so I think you can get away. Yeah, I don't know that I'd start Damian Pierce if I had other options. Now you you may not, depending on how you drafted this year. So that might not be a choice for you. Uh, if I could, though, I probably would keep him on the bench. I'm with you, though. You keep starting Nico Collins, or you keep starting Tank Dell, because we've seen C.J. Stroud go out and be effective. In pretty much every matchup he's had and understanding that one, look, I, I know you're upset when Nico Collins doesn't put up a big number or Tank Dell does, but think about where you drafted them. These are guys mm-hmm. that you drafted as fifth wide receivers. They were depth plays. They weren't supposed to be in your lineup every single week. So um, I'm not saying that everything you get is a bonus out of them, but understand that there are going to be ups and downs and we keep saying it every week. So. Uh, they've been so good. Why would you get away from them now? Colts and the Jaguars. We talked earlier in the week about Anthony Richardson with the shoulder injury. He's been placed on injured reserve, so we know he's gone for at least four weeks. But Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, a real true dilemma in the backfield. What are you doing with those guys? I think they're both in play this week. I know Moss dominated volume last week, but it's another week now that Taylor is back with the team, going to be practicing, back acclimated with that offense. So I think we're going to see him get a larger workload. I think with Anthony Richardson out, we could also see one, just more straight carries for the running backs. There's not going to be nearly as many designed quarterback runs for Garner Minshew. I also think Garner Minshew is more likely to dump it off more, which is a big thing because the Jaguars struggle against pass catching Running back. So what I said in the Stardom Sidham article is that neither one of them bring a safe floor, but I think the upside makes them both RB twos or flex options on your team. I think so, and like I'm curious to see how the usage sort of reverses itself in the next couple of weeks because obviously Jonathan Taylor was not in game shape. It's been a long time since he played in an actual professional football game, and it's going to take him some time to get back up to speed. But when he does. 
I mean, let's just be honest. For as well as Zach Moss has played, Jonathan Taylor is a better football player. Forget the salaries. He's just a better football player. And eventually you're going to want the better player to be on the field and getting more opportunities. So Zach Moss is going to kind of fade a little bit to the background as Jonathan Taylor gets more touches. Maybe this week it's a little bit closer to even. I think you can start both of them. But understand, the change is coming, and it's coming probably really soon. Panthers at the Dolphins. Talked a little bit about what's happening in that backfield with Devon Achan on injured reserve. So simple question, do you start Jeff Wilson if he suits up? It depends on your options, but after seeing what like Jonathan Taylor was limited to last week in his first game back off of a month layover coming back from injury. I am a little bit more scared with Jeff Wilson and he is nowhere close to the running back that Jonathan Taylor is. So for me, I want Wilson on my roster. I I said earlier, I want Savant Ahmed on my roster. I'd actually, if Wilson sits, I probably feel better about starting Ahmed than I do Wilson because I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Wilson is just, uh, sorry, Jeff Wilson is just kind of <laughs> eased into things. Zach Wilson, it's over for him. Yeah, Zach Wilson, we're not starting him. Uh, <laughs> but Jeff Wilson possibly starting. I think that's deeper leagues, right? And that's like a flex option. That is, uh, I lost some running backs. I maybe have a couple guys on a bye, and I just need some running back help. Uh, but chances are, if you went to get Jeff Wilson, you probably have other guys too. So that might be what you're doing, at least for this week. Going forward, we'll reevaluate. That's sort of how things work here. That'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Do good and live well. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the rest of the week's six matchups. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.